they say I'm about my money, yeah, I don't play I got that Benjamin button, I'm looking better every day, boy Hello, it's your favorite sister duo, Tansy and Chandler And although we are best friends with coaching, heart, and grit in our blood, we aren't afraid to admit that we couldn't be more different in our strengths and weaknesses. You see me, Chandler, it wasn't all that long ago that I was known as a lazy, undetermined girl, but I made the decision to change my story and become one of the most consistent, organized go-getters that I know. And me, Tansy, for my entire life, I've been the woman I thought everyone else needed and wanted me to be. I decided to rewrite my story and help others do the same. And finally, I own exactly who I am, exactly who I want to be, and where I'm going. Together, we are taking our wisdom and even unanswered questions and having the sometimes uncomfortable conversations that can make you laugh, make you cry, and remind you that you are not alone. And if she can do it, you can do it. Let's attack what it truly means to be bossy and define what it takes to stop at nothing in the pursuit of being and having it all. Our goal is to not let you sleep on your inner bossy baddie. It's time to own your power, be the woman in charge, the CEO of your life, and it is time to hire, fire, and promote accordingly. Hello, bossy baddies. Welcome to the show. (laughs) All right, creepy laugh. (laughs) Welcome, welcome, welcome. We are so excited to chat with you guys today. We actually recently both took a poll on our stories for your most voted day to release episodes and the majority vote by far on both of our stories, actually. I don't know if those are the same people or what's going on. But majority vote ruled Monday. So here we are. It is actually, we are recording this on Monday and we are going to release this episode on today. So, so a little a little behind the scenes on that. So you know why we asked that um, for you, if you are someone who is starting a podcast or building a business or whatever, we talk about consistency, right? We talk about it all the time. Chandler is the consistency queen and I can be the consistency queen in some things too. But when it comes to a business, you have to be consistent. And I feel like Chandler and I, we will make sure we get out episodes, but to create even more consistency in the bossy podcast brand and whatever, we decided that it is very important to have a day that like we can all look forward to that bossy comes through and comes out. And then it also takes the decision-making process off of us. Like what day are you available to talk? When can we get this up? It's like come rain or shine, night, day, snow, sleet or hail. I don't have any of that. Thank goodness. We, we have to, you know, drop our Monday podcast. So magical Monday. All right. Before we dive into today's topic, let me read you a five out of five stars. My absolute favorite podcast from Gabby Buffo, Chan and Tance. I feel like I can call y'all this because we're all best friends here. LOL. First of all, I love that. Let me just say that. That is how this podcast will make you feel. It's going to make you think and question things. You're going to learn so much about yourself. Freaking love that, Gabby. Thank you. Yes, Gabby. Gabby. Gabby is (laughs) host. So today's topic is going to get a little bit personal because I feel like we got to just address some things that have been going on. And this is where we do that because we are. Gabby said it. We're all besties here. And... (laughs) Today, luckily, we get to focus on Tansy and not me. (laughs) So there's a lot of things that have been going on in both of our lives, as I'm sure there's a lot of things going on in your life as you're listening. So take a break from your life and let's dive into Tansy's. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Like, Let's not focus on your problems. Let's focus on Tansy's. Yes, exactly. I think what's cool about sharing your story all the time is that everyone can relate in some way, shape or form. So yeah. 
So let's just, you know, start with a bang. I feel like recently you went through a breakup of some sort. Yep. Still going through it. All right, cool. Still going through it. <laughs> How is your heart today in this moment? How do you feel? Oh my gosh, this is juicy stuff already. <laughs> Getting right into it. I <clears throat> feel, I mean, obviously talking to you right now and being in the moment with you makes me happy, but I definitely feel that it's like the hardest breakup that I can ever remember going through. I feel like I'm sad about it. And like, my heart is hurting, but I also feel really strong and like I made the right decision. And I think it was, it's Trent Shelton that said, like, sometimes you have to make the decision that will break your heart and heal your soul. And I don't necessarily feel the healing of the soul part yet, but I know it's coming. <laughs> For sure. It is. It's always in hindsight too, where you look back and you're like, wow, I really grew so much and I really healed through that process, but you don't always recognize it when you're in the thick of it. I feel like, but yeah. I see it in you. I definitely see that. Thanks, Jan. I also think what's really powerful about this breakup or not powerful. I don't know if that's the right word, but it was a decision that was made not out of emotion and out of like, I hate you and I want you to chase after me. And, you know, something, it wasn't like something happened to where I was like escaping it. It was, it was a very calm decision in love for myself and for him of like, just truly, I, I think I being content with the situation, but also realizing that maybe it was time for me to rewrite a piece of my story. And I, I'm proud that it is being done out of like love and peace. If yeah, that makes sense. Definitely. So how old are you? You're like 38. How old are you? Itch. <laughs> First of all, 38 is not that old. So I, I didn't, didn't think by that, but also I'm 34, which. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So yeah, no, I want you to get vulnerable on that because I feel like I know you feel some type of way about your age and going through a breakup at 34, which we all know is very young. Like, don't come at us. Don't add us and tell us that we're silly for thinking that we're just being real and raw here. And I feel it for her, like 34, going through a breakup. You're a nomad. Add on, add on top of that. You don't really have your own place right now. Tell us something vulnerable about that, that you haven't shared anywhere else because the bossy baddies hear it all first. Mm hmm. Yeah. Well, I think that I'm a very positive person. So I think I always see, try to see the good in everything, which is why I probably haven't spoken on it much. And I also know that my thoughts aren't always valid. So I'm going to tell you my thoughts, but I don't know. I'm not saying that this is true or that I validate these thoughts in, in being something that I need to have, but I think it's human nature to feel them. But I, especially watching you Sorry. Don't be sorry. I'm so happy for you. Like, and I never put myself in comparison to you. I think I'm really good at that. But I see you like buying a house and getting ready for marriage and talking about having a kid and you're three years younger than me. And I think it's just human nature to not be like, fuck, what am I doing? Like, this is hard. Um, so I think a little piece of me does that, but I don't let that be my thought at all. Like that happens. And I think my love for you is just so strong that 
I'm nowhere in the equation when it comes to just celebrating your happiness. Like I've never felt anything like that. And that's why I have no tolerance for it. When people, when people can't celebrate someone else's joy and take themselves out of the equation, like I, I'm very good at that, but I also think it does make me think about it. And I also think I've been through a lot of breakups. Like (laughs) I have gone from boyfriend to boyfriend, to boyfriend, to boyfriend, to marriage, to boyfriend. And every time it's been okay. Cause I still felt in my head young, like, you know, this is fun. Like this is, I get to be single and live it up. And now as I'm starting to feel older in this moment, <clears throat> it's, it's a different kind of like, oh, wow, this is, this is not like I have all the time in the world almost to like do this. It's, it's, I need to, break this pattern that I've been in. It's a whole different mindset. It's not like there's a, there's in the past, it's been like a free spirit. Like it is what it is onto the next. Whereas now it's like, damn, I got to heal myself and I got to break this pattern. And I got to figure out why I keep doing this and ending up in the same pattern. And I got to learn about myself. And I, I need to take the time to do that rather than just going into the next relationship. Cause what I realize is every relationship has a lot of the same patterns that I think I just keep going into. Yeah. So first of all, I'm super proud of you for that insight because I feel like that's like wise soul shit. Like that's really amazing to have that perspective. And I'm really proud of you for that. But what led you to having that revelation or that perspective? Because I've obviously known you my whole life (laughs) and I've been with you through these breakups and I've never heard you talk like that. Like I've, I've never heard you speak so deep about yourself and about having a process to healing. Usually like you're super, I mean, you're beautiful and you're the coolest person that I know. So it's really easy for people to love you. And so you get a lot of attention. So I feel like it's been easy for you to divert your attention from healing to what's next. And you're not doing that right now. So why, why is this time different? And how did you get to this point? Because I think there's so many people that miss this. Mm. That's a great question. My first answer, and I don't know if this is the answer that you were expecting. And I think there's more to it than this, but I think I have everything I've ever wanted. Like I have become and done everything I said I was going to do. I make my own money. I make good money. I do exactly what I want to do. And yet still there's a piece of me that's like, what is all of this? If it's just me, you know, like I, I think I've given so much of my life to success and building a business, which I do like, I will not stop that. It fulfills me. It is my, like, it is my everything. So I have zero regrets and there's nothing I'm going to change about that. But it's, I mean, the thing that I'm going to change is at the same time that I'm living for my purpose, like I have to live my life. Yeah, I have to live to live. Like I have to live and have fun. And my fun is my work, but also there's got to be a learning about myself and a a life that is outside of that identity of my work. And I think that's something that 
when you reach the top, like, not that I've reached the top, I still have a lot of work to do, but I'm pretty, I'm doing it. Like I'm doing the things. Yeah. And with, I, I feel like I'm still missing like that, 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 that part of it. I mean, obviously like, but I also not going to, I'm also not going to settle for, I, I think a lot of people settle for what they know and because there's love there and I, same way I'm not going to settle in my work. I believe that, I mean, I wasn't it like Kim K that was just interviewed on a podcast where she was like, I just believe my person is out there and whoever they are, like they can handle it and they yeah. are my person. And I, I relate to that. Like I, I know she gets a lot of whatever for being her and for her relationships and all those things. But like, <clears throat> I admire that she still is like, I, believe I feel like you get a lot. I mean, in our, in your world, like obviously you're not Kim Kardashian, but because you share a lot of your life, like you get a lot of comments and a lot of unnecessary <laughs> judgments. Like yeah. people don't realize how much you take for sharing some, some parts of your life. But I do think at the same time, there's probably so many people out there that you help. Like as much as I think you feel like you're, you're running out of time to me, if I'm a 34 year old and I'm in a bad relationship and I'm watching you stand up for yourself and take and make a move towards feeling better, I'm like totally inspired by that because you're still young at 34, but you're not going to, you're not settling to waste any more of your precious time because you're just happy and not ecstatic about who you're with. Yeah. I, and the second piece of that question is I realized that I went from boyfriend to boyfriend to boyfriend because a lot of, and I've said this a million times in my posts, like I have a lot of my life have just like let life happen to me. Mm -hmm. And I found something new and that made me realize that I wasn't as happy in my relationship as I thought I was. So that new thing was the thing that allowed me to end the old thing. And for the first time, I feel like I'm not ending a relationship because I found a new thing that, that allowed me to realize that I wasn't happy. I recognize that in a happy scenario, like I, my life was good. And I sometimes think that that's the hardest time to realize when you're comfortable and it's good. You realize like, I, I don't see myself in the story anymore. And something's got to change. Like there's, there are pieces of me that don't feel alive from not paying attention to myself and not listening to this voice that's saying, this isn't it, you know, or this isn't it right now, or this isn't, it's so hard to listen to that voice. I think sometimes it's hard to, it's hard to take action from listening to it. But I think what you said is so important. Like they, the quote goes, don't quit on a bad day. Wait to quit on a great day. And that's what you did. I mean, you really did. It was like, there was no, there was no event that pushed you to getting out of this relationship you just had a moment where it was time and I think action well I I also in relation to work I think we all do this we have things that we turn to to avoid feeling the things and dealing with the things and for me work is my everything but it's also I'm I'm too busy to think about that because I have this this, and this to do and I can do that so much and November and December of 2022 I was like I'm slowing down and I need to do that for myself. And so slowing down allowed me to feel things that I had been avoiding and hear my voice that I had been shoving down. And 
it took basically until the end of December for that voice to truly arise and be like, this is what you're feeling. And this is the clarity that you're searching for. But giving myself, giving myself space to not be distracted and in avoidance. Yeah. That's, that's so hard for humans. Yeah. All we do is, all we do is coping mechanisms over and over yeah. again. And I think like, dude, you're so unbelievably strong. Like you had just moved in with him, what, a couple of months, several months and in a new state, a new city. And then you had to go move out. You had to go get your things. Shout out to Dina and Christy, like helping you. Like, that's why it's so important to have a strong circle too, because you had people there for you. And it was not even within like 24 hours that we went wedding dress shopping for me after you had gone through the breakup or like initiated the breakup. And you were so happy for me when I was trying on my dresses. I just, you're a strong bitch, dude. Like you're really, you're going to make it out of here, out of here. You're going to make it out of this like so much better. I mean, you're already amazing. I can't imagine you getting any better for real, but really, really freaking proud of you. I can't imagine how hard that was and is, and I know you still have a long road, but you're killing it. Thanks, man. I heard something the other day that I think is worth sharing. And it was like, they were talking about relationships and the human brain and like being just the way our brains are wired. And they were talking about how you can get addicted to like toxicity basically, Mm -hmm. which we all know that to a certain extent, but how in the the rise and fall of like almost like the drama of a relationship or even like let's give the example of simply the beginning of a relationship like you're talking to someone new and you really don't know if you like them yet even but the minute that they like don't text you back for a while you're like wait why aren't they texting me i need them to text me yes and it's like your brain is wired that way and then when you get the response it's like your brain is like, Oh, feel better. I feel better now. I got what I needed. And my addiction is soothed for the moment. And then you grow, your brain grows addicted to that process of like, even just the highs and lows of the good times and the bad times. And it's like, you have to check yourself on, am I in this relationship because I am in love and I want to work through all the things, or am I almost addicted to the feeling of comfort of coming down from the problems, or am I in this trauma? I think it's like a trauma response is what they called it. Um, a trauma bond, a trauma bond is what they called it. Interesting. Yeah. So that trauma bond is your brain's like addiction to that trauma that you almost feel every time you get let down or like get a hit of the high from coming back from the low or whatever it is. I feel like we've all experienced that too. Like every single girl has experienced that at some point or another with a partner, which is wild. Like you gotta get out of that, dude. Like that can't be healthy. My goodness. Yeah. I don't think that, I don't know necessarily that that's the case for me. I think there's a lot that I think I was in love, like as much as I'm in, I think sometimes denial about it. I obviously was in love to like fight through yeah. The things that I fought through. And I don't think you have to be in denial about that. I think that, I think that you are such an overanalyzer that you're trying to label it one way or the other, but you were in love with him. Absolutely. And it's okay that you ended it for other reasons rather than just not being in love with him. You're yeah. more in love with yourself is that at the end of the day, that's the point. Yeah. And yeah. I think it's a really big thing to pay attention to those feelings that might not surface all the time, but 
when they do surface, they don't feel good. And you took action on that. And that is what matters. Yeah. But having said that, obviously you haven't slowed down at all in life, even though your heart is withering. Um, so this, we're gonna, we're gonna segue here. We're gonna change direction. And you did a mastermind for your business, which I love hearing behind the scenes of successful business women when they talk about the ways that they're filled, the ways that people fill their cup or personal development for them, because I am so drawn to understanding what makes you tick. Like you're obviously very successful. What do you do outside of making other people better? How do you make yourself better? And so you went through this mastermind for what, six months? Yeah, it's, we still have like another month, but that was like basically the final intensive of like being together. Okay. And what was the basis of the mastermind? The mastermind was uh, like the theme of the retreat that we just went on was like unapologetically rich. That was the name of the mastermind. And truly it was just someone, her name's Tiffany, who, who's killing the game, makes great money. And actually like shifted her life from being like in the corporate world still she was killing it like what got me was she was in the corporate world killing it like she was making mad money but then she was unfulfilled in that and risked losing so I think that's where I as I was working through the mastermind I realized a lot of decisions and a lot of things feel harder to me now like a lot of risks feel harder to me now because I have something to lose whereas before I didn't have anything to lose. So I was like, as I'm like working through this muck, I'm like, I'm a risk taker. Like I got here because I took risks. I'm not sure why these decisions feel so difficult. And it's because once you have something to lose, it's like, shit, like this is, this is different now. So I respect so much that she had something to lose and still took the leap on herself to, to follow her passion of like, I want to start this business of coaching women and how to make money. And if it doesn't work, it doesn't work, but here we go. And she's killing it. Obviously she got my money like somehow. So and that was not a cheap mastermind. No, it was the most money I've spent on a mastermind ever. And a lot of emotions come along with that. Like the worth of the value of the retreat and the mastermind and the worth of me investing yeah. my money on that. But one thing about me and mom actually said this the other day, she was like, I think that's one thing I love about you so much. Tans, like, don't be mad at yourself for, cause I was like, I don't know if I, if it was the right decision to spend the money on that, like I was obviously overanalyzing yet again. And she's like, that's one thing that I love about you is that you are constantly seeking to learn. Like, she's like, I just admire that about you so much that you go out of your way. And when she said that, I was like, damn mom, you're right. Like I, I spend hella money on getting myself in rooms with people who are, who know more than me, who I think are wiser than me. And I've spent a lot of money on that. And I don't want people to miss that, that message right there. Like, I think I sometimes forget how much I've invested when I didn't even have the money to invest on getting myself in spaces that challenged me that I could learn from. And I will continue to do that. Um, But just the experience in itself grows you. Well, yeah, there was a couple of calls. Obviously I wasn't there, but that you had told me about that you had become emotional and vulnerable during these calls. And like, they even talked to you about your relationship, your romantic relationship outside of business. Like that's what these things do is like, they, you take this risk, you do something that might feel scary, but it pulls everything out of you and helps the trajectory of your life skyrocket toward being the ultimate version of yourself. Period. Yeah. Well, 
that's what I like fuck with. Like, that's why I like her is because the reality is if you're avoiding things in your personal life, it's going to manifest in your business. And if you don't handle your stuff, if you're not your best version of yourself without your disinclude, not including your business, like your business will feel it in some way, shape or form. So as much as we call them like separate entities, like the more you become, the more you get to give, the more you, it, it is what it is. And that's what I loved about that mastermind is there was no off limits. It wasn't like there were days where I was like, man, I just want strategy. Like, could you just please just yeah. give me some strategy, some tactical shit that I can write down and call it a day. But instead you're gonna make me talk about my feelings. Oh, and I mean, funny coming from me saying that, cause I feel like yeah. I do that to people, but the reality is, is it, here's like major secret alert Chan. And this is like one thing I took out of it that I think we can all learn from is if you don't know your own pain points, like if you don't know your own motives, if you don't study yourself, you can't help other people by knowing my pain points, by knowing what I'm feeling and being able to identify it. I can speak to my ideal client. I can speak to the version of me that I want to help. And there are so many people who have a great product and aren't able to reach people because they're not in touch with themselves enough to speak the language of like, this is why I, this is why I think you need this. And this is, this is the pain point that I felt. And this is the problem that it's solving and the messaging, the marketing is everything. And it's really important to be able to speak to that. Yeah. Because the whole premise of being a businesswoman is very simple. You, you have to provide solutions and to be able to provide solutions that you yourself have given yourself is a huge deal. Like that's a big deal. So Tiffany, and we'll tag her podcast in our description because obviously she made a huge impact on your life. I think we should share her with other people, but, um, she took her pain points and spoke directly to you. And then you joined her mastermind and all of these things blossomed from you taking a risk and whether it aligned perfectly with what you needed and the strategy at the time, it still happened on purpose. Mm -hmm. All of these things are now happening because you took that one risk. And I think that that is huge. Like you could have sat back and said, no, this is too expensive. I'm not going to do this. And who knows? I mean, who knows where you would have been still great. Sure. But like you take risks, which lead to more outcomes, which lead to more results. So super proud of you. Um, that was a lot. <laughs> yeah, dude. So I'm, I thank you so much for getting vulnerable and opening up and sharing with the world your struggle, because I do think that you help people a lot. I think you're extremely special and that you, you really do wear your heart on your sleeve and you love people with everything you've got. And I think that's what makes you magnificent, literally. So my, I just have one question then if, if that. I thank you so much for that. Um, what's something that you have learned from that then that you're going to apply? I thought that this podcast was about you. It is. Can we just get one freaking thing from you? Like, gosh. So it's interesting because we will, we will go through my life in another episode, but something that is always at the front of my mind is share your feelings, share your feelings, share your feelings. And I'll tell you that it's not a conscious choice for me to not share my feelings they literally do not come to me until I'm ready to blow up. So that is something I'm working through because I watch you, you don't blow up very often. You're very like 
open and it seems so airy and fresh and light. That is not. I know that's not the reality all the time, but because you are so in tune with your feelings and your emotions, you're able to express them in a way that doesn't hurt other people. And that is something I admire and something that I, I really want to work on. And I do think I've improved massively over the years. Amazingly. (laughs) Yeah, dude. And even just being able to look at yourself and be like, I'm sorry. I think that was, you're really good at that even now. Yeah. I used to not say sorry at all. Now I feel like I could say it first. So I feel like just saying, share your feelings, share your feelings, share your feelings. Like that's just a pressure that you're adding to yourself that might doesn't sound. I don't, I don't see it that way. I can see where you can hear it like that, but to me, it's more of a mantra. It's more of like a focus for me that I just keep coming back to. It's like for me to just tell myself, share your feelings. It helps me maybe think of what are you feeling in this? Yeah. That's so good. Yeah. So I think it's just one of those. It's not me trying to dictate myself and change my entire personality. Yeah. I love that. I, I honestly, just to wrap this up, like a huge thing that I got out of that mastermind was they told me that because they don't know my whole story, they just are coming into my world. And they told me like, you're not vulnerable enough. You don't share enough. I'm like, well, you're not paying attention. That's, that's my, (laughs) that's my first reaction. (laughs) Like, obviously I get defensive, but the reality is, is we all, if you want to help people, we all have to constantly be like, how can I not let myself get jaded by the experiences of my life and continue to show up authentically and as me and as I feel without allowing myself to be like jaded from everything. And I, that's something that I'm working on too. Like, as, as you know, like I showing up, there are ways that I can show up vulnerably that are easy for me. And there are ways that I avoid showing up vulnerably, like having this discussion today, I didn't really have a choice. Let's just (laughs) throw that out there. (laughs) But, um, there are other ways of vulnerability that I avoid and I realize that I can do a better job at. So we all can do better in that. And that is the key in my opinion. Like that's, what's gotten me to have a successful business. And it's so true. That was the message of the mastermind. Like how can you show up as you are and be vulnerable in that and still help people. Like, don't wait until you're perfect until your makeup is on. Don't wait until your hair is done. Don't wait until the music or the music, the weight has come up. <laughs> the music. I mean, still might have to wait for the music, but yeah, I got to wait for the music. Um, yeah, I love that. So I want to leave the group or the audience with one action item coming out of this episode. And I was thinking about this because it's obvious if you listen to us, Tansy and I are best friends. We have each other and that is an amazing, beautiful thing. But take some time today to text someone or call someone and either ask them if you know they're going through something, ask them how their heart is. Or if they're not going through anything at all and you just haven't talked to them in a while, I challenge you to reach out and truly ask, how are you doing? And if they respond, I'm good, ask them why. Yeah. So I think that's huge. Yeah. I want to just add to that because I feel very, for some reason, I, I got to talk to my therapist about this or something, but I get uncomfortable with this whole podcast being about me even. Like I feel like I'm doing something wrong by taking up this much space. And like a lot of times, even in the mastermind over the weekend when I was there, I, I take up a lot of space. Like I'm a lot of energy. I have a lot of thoughts. I have a lot of knowledge. I have a lot of questions. And so there were times where I was like, you're being too much, like you're taking up too much space, give other people time. And 
I think we can all do that. So along with asking people about themselves, like, don't be afraid to take up space and share your story because it matters. Yes. And you're not taking up too much space. This is your podcast. <laughs> like, well, I know, but I know that that's a feeling that people have. Oh, and that sure. is something that I, I feel often like yeah. you have to balance it with, with it, but also, yeah, like own the spotlight when it's your time and let yourself have it. Yeah. And, and receive, like I receive you taking time to listen to me, Chan, and I appreciate it. Yeah. And everybody else listening. Yeah. <laughs> Love you guys so much. Thank you so much for listening. Have the best day ever. And we'll see you next week. Love you. Love you. DNA, huh? You know I'm far beyond average. Huh. Girl, we'll see your DNA.